even as a hockey lifer, I have often wanted to downplay the importance of penalty killing, if only to facilitate lineup construction. And I just, I, I can never pull it off. Good morning to you. Good Tuesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Penguins. It comes your way bright and early every weekday. If you're into football and or baseball, I also offer up Daily Shots of Steelers and Pirates where you found this. Penguins will play the Predators tonight in Nashville. It's an 8.08 p.m. Eastern time face-off at Bridgestone Arena. And they'll be looking to continue a modest little surge, a modest little run through a gauntlet of good playoff teams. When Mike Sullivan was asked the other day after the Carolina game to assess how the Penguins had done, even though they've won most of those games, he was pretty tepid about it. He said you know, he doesn't feel like they're doing a lot of things consistently well. It's more sporadic. It's more occasional. And he's right. Albeit, I feel like adding, with a couple of exceptions. One is the obvious. That's Tristan Jari. The other one is the penalty killing, which has been borderline excellent since the season opener in Tampa. The Penguins are currently killing it an 83.5% rate. That's the third best in the NHL, they've ranged from one to three since the very beginning. There hasn't been a a streak or a slump in there. They've just been that good. So how could that possibly bug me? Well, I'll tell you a little story. This was uh, three, four years ago. Can't remember exactly. Pandemic messes with all of our heads, I think, as it relates to time. And Sullivan was sharing with me just some background, some inside hockey stuff about how he and his coaching staff put together the lineup for that night's game. And it is a meeting. It's not just him sitting in his office drawing up lines. They talk about all kinds of different possibilities. They have the general manager involved on occasions because there are going to be situations where you're looking at maybe there's a different type of player that you recall from Wilkes-Barre Scranton and see if they fit that matchup. This very thing happened, by the way, over the weekend with Valtteri Pustinen going back and Radim Zahorna coming up. They felt Zahorna was going to be uh, a more appropriate matchup type against the Hurricanes. They were looking for some size. They were looking for some uh, experience. But in putting together these lineups on a routine basis, the very first thing that happens is that the assistant coach responsible for the penalty killing puts together who his PK forwards are and, of course, who his PK defensemen are. But I'm talking about forwards here. We're talking about lines here, okay? And that's first, and that's logical because... You know, you got to kill penalties. you got to kill penalties. You can't just treat that as an option. It's going to come up three or four times a night, no matter how much you admonish your guys to remain disciplined. 
So let that and that alone be the answer to every time you angrily ask the question, why is Zach Aston Reese still dressing for every single game? This portion of Daily Shot of Penguins is brought to you by the good people at the Greater Pittsburgh Community Food Bank, where they're committed to providing food for all of our neighbors in need across western Pennsylvania. They, in turn, need your help. Find out how $1 can be turned into five full meals for those in need. Visit pittsburghfoodbank.org. Now, this is also, not coincidentally, the answer to the question of why certain prospects in Wilkesbury don't get a chance, even though you could reasonably see them outperforming some of the guys currently in Pittsburgh, especially when it comes to offense. It's hard to be worse offensively than some of the forwards currently on the Pittsburgh roster. It's about killing penalties. It's not just about being on the PK in the AHL. You've got to be really good at it. You've got to be NHL good at it. You've got to be one of those names that the assistant coach responsible for the penalty kill. In the case of Pittsburgh, that's Mike Vellucci. You've got to be on his list in order to play that night. Otherwise, you're just going to come up like so many of these guys have, including Pustinen and before him, Casper Bjorkvist and other guys. You're just going to come up and sit in the press box and be there in the event of an emergency, and you're not going to play because you didn't make the lineup because you didn't establish yourself as a PK guy. So now that I've shared all of that with you, listen to Sullivan explaining yesterday after the practice in Cranberry why Drew O'Connor, who really ought to be in Pittsburgh, isn't right now. No, he's back to 100%. He's playing extremely well down there. And, uh, you know, Drew's a real good player. We're really excited about Drew's game. You know, I think he's a guy that um, he's an NHL player. And uh, the, the size that he brings, he's got a power game to his game. He can really skate. He's showing the ability to finish. He has some touch with the puck. Um, and and with, with the more and more experience, he's only going to get better. So we're really excited about potentially where Drew's game could go. Um, you know, one of the areas that I've spoke about this year with respect to Drew is just adding the penalty kill dimension. And, uh, you know, especially if you're playing in the bottom six role on our team, to have the ability to participate on one of the special teams uh, gives us the, the chance to manage minutes better with, with respect to the rest of the group that we have so that we can sustain a high level of play and we don't overplay certain guys uh, in, in certain situations. So I know he's working at that in Wilkes, and, and I know when he was up here, we've worked with him. Mike Bellucci spent a lot of time with him on the film and also just getting reps in practice. He's had a few opportunities in games uh, to, to help us on the penalty kill, but that's something that I think he could potentially be really good at because of his mobility, his size, his reach, and his instincts. So. Uh, that's that's an element that I think Drew can add to his game and, and really take his game to another level, but we're real excited about his game. Sullivan loves this kid. Understand that. He doesn't have some kind of 
uh, phobia of playing young players either. He's played young players. But when you're talking about a bottom six situation, as you heard him say, that has to be on the resume. You're not going to bring up a kid who can't kill penalties and have him be on the third or fourth line and then say, by the way, to compensate for this, we're going to have uh, Sidney Crosby and Jake Gensel kill penalties. And yeah, I know they've done that at the end of kills before to try to freak out the other team. I actually kind of liked when they did that. But I also wouldn't like it very much if Sid went lying down in front of a 110-mile-an-hour slap shot and was lost for several months. So it's incumbent on everyone else in the organization to make sure that these third liners or fourth liners or even budding top six guys, and I don't think you could rule that out for O'Connor, even those guys have to be able to kill penalties. So here's hoping that O'Connor is getting really good at this really fast, because if he does, there is ample room for him to replace forwards in Pittsburgh, while at the same time, of course, keeping the PK as excellent, excellent as it's been. When we come back, just one question. who asks DK very concerned about the style of defense the Penguins play. Tristan Jari will see a lot of rubber. Do you think when the stakes are high, he can make that save, that big save that he made in the Vegas game and then in the Carolina game? And My answer to you is an unequivocal yes. I don't have any cause whatsoever to doubt Jari Right now, in this moment, I'm not going to attach narratives to him uh, that say, you know, while you failed in the playoffs and therefore everything that we're witnessing right now doesn't matter, doesn't count. Of course it does. He's getting better. He's gotten better. He's gotten stronger. He's gotten more sound. He's gotten a lot more confident. Now, to go back to the beginning part of your question, which I found interesting, about the volume of shots. When you see teams like Carolina, Vegas, Boston, and there are others that live off quantity of shots, just live off putting the puck to the net from wherever because they believe in the chaos that's caused and how that throws off even the most organized defensive scheme. That, to me, has been one of the most uplifting aspects of Jari's season. It's not so much the great saves. It's the fact that he's made almost all of the routine saves. Tom Barrasso, who had as boorish a personality as any athlete I've ever covered, including with me, would occasionally come up with these spectacular quotes. One of them, and I remember it to this day, I actually remember where we were when he spoke it. It was in Phoenix after a game against the Coyotes back when they were in downtown Phoenix. 
And he said, it's not the saves you make. It's the goals you give up. And he's right, because a goaltender isn't going to get pats on the back or deserve pats on the back for making, I don't know, four or five spectacular saves in a game if that same goaltender gives up two or three softies that end up killing his team. It's what's allowed that counts. Shows right there on the scoreboard. And I know for a fact that what drove the Penguins coaching staff the most nuts previously as it related to Jari was that he'd have that tendency. And it's one that he had going all the way back to his junior days, even when he was a successful goaltender, a championship goaltender in the WHL for the Edmonton Oil Kings. He would just have these lapses and bad goals would go in. When that happens, a coach can't scheme. You know, there's there's not the mindset that you can take the way the Penguins did, say, for example, in particular on Sunday against the Hurricanes, where you say, listen, we're just going to let them have those. Our guy's stopping all of those. We'll let them have that. We'll be right here, packing in the middle to box out, to clear out rebounds, Make sure we're doing the right thing. Jari talked about that after the game. He said that was what won the game. The Penguins approached to pack it in the middle. He didn't care about the 43 shots that he saw. So yeah, to answer that part of your question, yeah, this has been a real thing for this goaltender and this hockey team. Can he keep it up in the playoffs? You tell me. Why not? Why not? I appreciate the question. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Penguins. We'll do another one tomorrow.